When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Manchester is Red podcast from the Manchester Evening News. I'm your host, Rich Faye, and I'm delighted to be joined in sunny Belgrade by Samuel Luckhurst. Hello. And it was an interesting game at the Potsdam Arena last night. A good atmosphere on the pitch. You didn't quite uh, live up to it with the, the match action, but a vital away win for United uh, ahead of this uh, horrid run of fixtures away from home. Absolutely. There, there seems to be quite a few supporters moaning that they just spent 90 minutes of their life watching that but it was never going to be pretty you, you saw the squad that had come out here you've seen United's form you've seen United's from the last six seven months they weren't just going to come uh, come out here at, at a pretty hostile stadium and play Partizan off the park I think Partizan have only lost one home game all season as well but I thought United actually cope with <clears throat> the actual intensity of it pretty admirably um, if, if anything g- given what we witnessed in the press box the, the escapism was out on the pitch um, there, was, there was one Serbian heavy who uh, I don't know what and he was heavy wasn't he, 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 he yeah, he yeah was I don't know what he'd taken but thankfully some of his compatriots managed to um, uh, restrain him and pull him away from the, the, the couple of journalists that he was he, he was actually what well, I think confronting is putting it mildly mm. it, it was it was it was unpleasant but fortunately it calmed down as for the partisan supporters I, th- I don't think I've ever seen witnessed an, an atmosphere like that um, I was at Seville last year and was extremely impressed by them the choreography the, the just the sheer loudness of them but I think it was on a different level out here just the, 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 the timing the choreography raising the scarves simultaneously when all that ticker tape came raining down which looked like Argentina 78 uh, it was it was great and I think when you fax all of that in when you, uh, you know, actually have the privilege of experiencing the stadium and the atmosphere United can be very very pleased with getting that win and particularly because they have got three more away games coming up on the spin yeah of course like you said United hadn't won away from home since that game in, in Paris all this time again Partizan had weren't beating their last 11 European home games going into it so do you think it was a good result regardless of, uh, of like you said the fans some negativity because it was dull you know, they only had one shot on target which was the penalty maybe they are fortuitous but when you have looks as out as United have been and they've been as bad as they've been then it doesn't really matter how you win at all completely agree uh, the performance was always going to be secondary and as I said when you factor in that statistic about Partizan's own home record the players United were without as well there's uh, look, I know it's easy to moan about United and it's easy to moan about Europa League games when I don't think there'll be too many United fans that have been rushing home from work to beat the, uh, beat the traffic or get an early train home just so they can watch that game it's the Europa League it's it's away from home it's at UK time was 5-6 to six kickoff you know it, it's the Europa League is pretty unashamed in how dire the group stages are. Um, it's, it's a pretty good competition when it gets to the last last sixteen. I'd say not even the last thirty two. From then on, it's you know it's back to the UEFA Cup, the knockout format. But the group stages does drag um, there were very very few inspiring games in there 
Uh, I think the, the only ones, the Arsenal game last night, <clears throat> as an example, was a spectacle in that Arsenal were chasing the game and they came from behind yeah. to, to win late on. Um, that's, that's the only way you're going to get excited watching the Europa League. I, I just don't... I, I do understand it, but I've got no time for it, all this exasperation about why did he play Lingard? Oh, it's embarrassing yeah. that Brandon Williams is a better player. Look, I mean, I, I, I'm the one who usually looks at the negatives, but for, going off last night, you immediately have to go to the positives. Yeah. They've, they've won. They've won away from home. They've won their first game in six or seven, I think it was, in regulation time as well. Um you know, it's it's not a win to save or it's not a win to get excited about by any stretch but it's a step in the right direction and the fact that Williams was the one who pretty much uh, engineered the win as well in, in only his second start that's that's a huge positive that's an awful lot for United to be proud of a kid who's 19 from Crumpsall captain the youth team last year went to Belgrade last year um, on, on the 60th anniversary of the Munich air disaster and was at the Majestic Hotel where the Busby Babe stayed, went to the museum, observed them in silence. And it's almost as if that kind of influenced his his intent, the intent that he showed last night, because he was very good. And as Solskjaer said, he was man the match. Yeah, of course. And I guess the, uh, the caveat with the people that were going to Williams and now, but they've got maybe more of a point to prove than people like Jesse Lingard, who just wants to get through in 90 minutes and be as fit as he can to, to build momentum for the next few weeks. But uh, you said Williams, he was pivotal in winning the penalty for the goal. What did you make of him and Garner? And, and what do you think the, uh, the immediate future holds for them in regards to the first team? I think Garner's start, first start for United was well-timed on the day. Emmanuel Matic is on a sunbed in Dubai posting a selfie of him and his wife on, on a match day when he's supposed to be uh, I mean, Solskjaer's not actually explained why he's in Dubai. He just said last week he's carrying an injury, but he's only missed one game with an injury. It was not a good look, and I think there'll be quite a few United fans who'll be of the opinion that he can stay in Dubai. Uh, Garner's start was overdue. It, it was, you know, it was a, it was a flawed performance. It, it wasn't uh, the most polished of, of first starts from a teenager. But what I liked about him was that. He was trying to move the ball forward. He was forward thinking with his passing. He was taking risks. They weren't always coming off, but the intent was there. Whereas with Matic, you're just, you've just become accustomed to him passing the ball sideways or, or going backwards. Um, so it was it was good to see him finally get a start. And I thought it helped having Tomney alongside him as well. You've got that. Again, another academy graduate who's who's come through and has already accrued quite an awful lot of experience but Williams was the was the standout and in fairness since he's come into the first team setup he's he's done well in pretty much every game um, and that's playing as as a left back and as a left wing back but he, I think he tallied quite a few assists in the under-23s before he made the step up this season so he certainly got that attacking intent and if anything he's probably more of an attack-minded fullback than Wan-Bissaka who cost them £45 million. Pounds. Yeah, of course, I guess the uh, the other positive for Brandon Williams is that the left-back area is one which looks particularly weak in the United squad and it is one that I know many fans said that before the end of the season they'd like to see him pushing Luke Shaw mm. for that starting spot. Do you think there is a realistic chance, I know it's very early on, but that Williams could, could make the grade at United and become a, a, a key member of their Premier League squad at least? I, I certainly think he's a going off what we've seen so far, a credible competitor for sure uh, he quickly outgrew under 23 football when you do that that's always a positive sign when you're making that leap pretty much from youth team to, to first team um, Shaw is just too brittle uh, I think it was about three or four weeks ago now that he came back into full training and you know that 
United are quite confident of the players' fitness if they have pictures of them go up on Getty, which is the case with Shaw. But now he's gone back to Dubai. You wonder, Solskjaer is not transparent with injury news or team news like that. But you wonder whether he's had a setback there. But if it is, it's another in a long list of of injuries and setbacks since he came to United. Um, There are justifiable qualms about the conditioning of the United players. I think about a dozen of them have, have picked up injuries already this season, which is far, far too many before the clocks have gone back. So it is an opportunity for Williams. I think also it's an opportunity for, for Young to get another year's contract because say what you will about him, he's not a left back. No, he's not a right back. He is a filler, but his athleticism and he's and crucially as well his fitness is still better than a lot of the players probably the majority of the players in the squad um, so, and, and he's 34 and I think he, he actually has the right mentality uh, he tries to G players up during games uh, there's, there is that leadership that there are those leadership traits there that, that others don't have and it is a very young squad but Williams would be the one that you would look to given that he is only 19 I still suspect come Norwich on Sunday it will be Young who plays at left back unless Shaw makes a drastic recovery look he's, he, we all know he's not going to play if you've been in Dubai and you've not been training with your teammates Thursday Sunday game it, it would be remarkable if he were to come back straight in if he is fit so I, I would imagine that Young will be the one who comes back in for the league game um, I can't remember if he travelled out here but you know the the, the very minor details but anyway uh, you would imagine he would start but from Williams' perspective Solskjaer said back in May when they were relegated to the Europa League that he would use that as a breeding ground for for teenagers and he didn't even mention Williams then so the fact that he's already started two Europa League games uh, is is, great great progress made yeah well we said that uh, it'd be at night maybe that only Williams and Garner remember fondly giving it as the, their first proper taste maybe uh, but uh, Harry Maguire captain of the side at the back but it was a performance that was maybe a bit iffy from him uh, overall really uh, first half not that convincing but to the towards the end he did rally their troops quite well and it was quite a solid defensive uh, display really uh, even under the bombardment from the home side it, it was a strange one because they, they kept a clean sheet and they did have to weather a fair bit of pressure here and there but none of the centre-backs were particularly outstanding. I thought Rojo was probably the strongest mm. of the three. As, as you were saying, United going to a back three might have reprieved him in that he's left-footed. He's the, he, at the moment anyway, he's the obvious player to play there. Maybe not when Two and Zeebies fit. Um, so that helped. But Maguire, he committed a really silly foul early on and, he start, and he's pointing at the ball and he's actually trying to make a big thing of it where if anything that might just get the crowds back up even more and you know whip up the intensity so he was clumsy at times when he was left on his backside by um I can't remember the past hands forwards name but in the second half and, and Romero obviously had to make the save it was probably the poorest I've seen him play for United um it didn't. It didn't start brilliantly. Where you obviously forgot the coin toss, and you. Yeah, I mean, it'd be amazing if you think, God, is that going to actually affect his performance? I wouldn't have thought so. It's just that he, he had an off night, but he still had an off night, and and managed to keep a clean sheet. And again, Phil Jones. There were times where he was all over the place. His positioning was, was abysmal. In the first half wasn't that he tried in midfield, lost the ball, <sighs> part was encountered, then they had this clumsy yellow card. Yeah. There was. Two penalty appeals, I think, against him for handballs, which I yeah, know the part I mean, the crowd were yeah, curious. Jones will never change. I mean, the, the, the contract that they gave him... I think Ryan Giggs actually um, 
since he's left United when Rojo was brought up in conversation he kind of like you know, shook his head put his hand to his head to say what the hell were we thinking signing him and you would imagine there are some at the club who are having that reaction when they remember the four and a half year contract they gave Jones in, in February uh, he, he has to be a player that they look to to sell next year or, or loan out next year I mean Smalling's playing at a pretty good level for Roma and, and seems to think he's got half half chance of getting it getting back in at United but one of those two the squad next season if, if both are still in the United squad then right. they're behind schedule yeah um, we spoke well you spoke briefly just before about uh, maybe Luke Shaw return this weekend and the way the United have been managing players that return to fitness were you surprised last night to see Anthony Marshall start as the uh, the striking option for United because he looked quite off the pace I know he, his penalty was really really composed and it was a nice one there that he finished but to me he just looked well off the pace and he still doesn't look fully fit which is a concern ahead of this uh, like said, this packed fit schedule yeah I think he did need the minutes but he clearly wasn't fully fit so there was an element of risk and I think that would have been reflected in a lot of reports and pieces out here had he not scored the penalty he scores the penalty and he bumps himself up to a 6 out of 10 but that's that's all it was it really was a 6 out of 10 performance from him by virtue of him scoring a penalty and it being the only goal of the game he was off the pace he was very tentative uh, Lingard was as well two players coming back from injury Solskjaer's fallen into that trap before the most memorable game would probably be the Wolves FA Cup game in, in March whereby I think three of the front six had just come back from injury and it clearly showed and they went out of the FA Cup so you can afford to take that risk I suppose a little bit more than just a Europa League group game but if Marshall breaks down then questions are asked again of the, the, the fitness staff and of Solskjaer's decision making especially when he didn't even start Greenwood which I think everybody was, was slightly surprised Do by Do you see that as a compliment or a negative that Greenwood was rested for a Europa League game now I think it was just maybe I think there's an element of both there um, I think I'd hesitate to say he was outright rested for it, but the fact that he didn't start, maybe Solskjaer is thinking if Marshall doesn't get through this and isn't in the right frame, isn't in the right condition for Norwich, then Greenwood is the one who's, who's elevated above him in, in, in the pecking order for that game. I wouldn't be surprised if Marshall... I mean, we're recording this now, so the embargo's going to be lifted. I mean, Solskjaer did talk about, um, in the pre-Norwich section of the press conference, about possibly playing Marshall and Rashford as a strike mm. partnership. I think it, I think going off last night, it would be too early at Norwich, um, especially given how well James did with Rashford um, against, against Liverpool last week. So you could... You could probably see Marshall on the bench again and then he's eased back in, he starts against Chelsea and then if he's ready for Bournemouth on Saturday, I know Wednesday to Saturday it's, it's pretty much the same recovery time as a, as a Thursday-Sunday but mentally it feels it feels longer. So then maybe he starts at Bournemouth but um, from Solskjaer's perspective he, he has to see it as a positive that he has more attacking options and someone like James has shown that he can play quite, quite well in a front two, albeit at an unorthodox front too. Yeah, like you said, the, uh, the big game now, the attention's turned to Norwich on Sunday. Uh, Sasha said before the game against Partizan that Pogba won't be available, but David De Gea will be back for that one. Uh, what do you make of United's chances ahead of the game? Because Norwich have played better against the bigger sides and struggle mm. against people like Aston Villa, the lower sides. I guess the fact United are 14th in the league, you might expect them to get <laughs> yeah. a comfortable win away at Carrow Road. It, it's a strange one that when you actually look at the breakdown of Norwich's results this season, they've only won two games, which yeah. were against uh, Newcastle, who 
were real. No one really sat Newcastle, day. Well, uh, that was. I think that was the second match week of the season yeah, as well. His hat trick, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, of course, there was the City game where, in fairness to Norwich, they had the benefit of coming up against Ottomendi and, and Stones. It's, it's weird, even though Norwich have got this terrible record, they've had an awful lot of injuries recently, and Aston Villa, who were the third promoted side from the Championship, wiped them 5-1 at Carrow Road. You still look at it as a fixture that's going to be really tough United, and there's probably going to be a lot of pessimism among United fans going into it because it is Norwich away. They saw what happened at Newcastle away. They, I think it will be on uh, Sunday, literally eight months to the date since they last won in the Premier League away from home at, at Palace. I think it was the 27th of February. So it's it wouldn't surprise me if United don't win that game. As I said before, Newcastle uh, to colleagues, um, I had more faith in them getting a positive result against Liverpool than mm. against Newcastle. And that's exactly what happened, even though there was there was an element of disappointment because Liverpool scored five minutes from time. But it, it, it's, it's going to be a difficult game. It does help that, I mean, if you were to try and guess what the team will be, you would say most of the first teamers are starting that game, even though the, the system has, has changed. But Wan-Bissaka's playing, Maguire, Lindelof, De Gea, um, McTominay, Rashford, James, that's seven first teamers, I think you'd say. Marshall, possibly, so that's eight. Pereira was rested. Pereira was rested. I think, you know, I think people will have to probably reluctantly accept going yeah. off the last couple of months he is a first teamer so it's it's the bulk of your first team with the exception of probably Shaw and Pogba so he's got options good options um, the bench should look a bit more threatening than it has done in recent weeks as well so they should certainly be confident of going there and getting a result because let's face it the they are Man United they've just got that away win that elusive away win in Belgrade yes you can factor in the travelling and everything but look they've they've not got to get a connection today at Frankfurt Airport or anything like that they went straight after the game someone speaking from a a bitter experience we've had to sort of rush recording the podcast now but we might have a few hours in Frankfurt Airport yeah, if things don't yeah. go our way later on unfortunately anyway. yeah bonus section of the podcast yeah I'm sure we could come back for that after <laughs> hours maybe uh, uh, but yeah you uh, spoke about maybe how expectations are quite low this weekend but do you think it is one it, what is your actual prediction for the game Samuel maybe you don't have to give scores or anything but um, what outcome do you think the sun's shining we're in Belgrade I know, I know. It's, it's, the, the, it's, it's, I'm in danger of getting swept up by the optimism on the pre-season tour uh, I'd, I'd still probably say draw yeah I think I, I do think however ridiculous it is that Wednesday Saturday games are no different from Thursday Sunday games it just has that element of oh no we've got yeah. to and also we've got to travel to Norwich even though again it's just a flight it's not that far away but it's another night in a hotel you know what footballers can be like and Norwich yeah, United are a little bit small time because they get themselves up for the big games Norwich are a little bit small time because they got themselves up for that City game and, and beat them 3-2 so it's, it's kind of like a clash of small time mentalities there in a way uh, so I, I can I can just see it being a draw but if United do get the win um, I think even the the whingy contingent on Twitter will actually uh, come away from it and, and have just pure positivity <laughs> we shall see uh, I guess the good news for that fans is it's not on TV in the UK at least on yeah. Sunday afternoon so you can follow all the action 
Not the Manchester Evening News. Samuel, you'll be making the trip to Carrow Road. Well, I'm sure yes, hear from you. Charlotte, yeah. And that will be a treat. I think Monday or Tuesday we'll do our, our next podcast. But uh, thank you very much for joining us today, Samuel. Thank you. Thank you very much as well to you for listening to the podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, then please do that. And do please also leave a review on the uh, on your relevant podcast platform. But yeah, that's all for today. Thank you very much for joining us here from Belgrade. And we'll be back early next week to reflect on the weekend performance. Thank you.